The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Grant Podcast and welcome to everyone joining me on the listener app. All right, Limestone Coasters, I'm going to catch up with Josh Liner in a moment and Josh and I are going to talk about a cute little bat that can only be found here in the Limestone Coast. Missy Higgins is going to join me. We're going to talk about the Red Hot Summer Tour coming back in 2023. And my resident space expert, Dave Renicky, will be talking all about the mission to the moon from NASA that was put on hold during the course of the week. Let's get things underway. Josh Liner joins me for a chat. Josh, g'day. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Hey, Josh, lots of people like myself got very excited that a little bat has come out on top in an Australia-wide competition. What can you tell me? This was incredible, and this was one of those times where the the big popular favourite that you would expect would, would win did not. The dingo came second, and I think it's got the dingo has had enough uh, media coverage over the last um, 50 years. So The dingo we, has had its day. It has, and it's, it's the day of the bat. Um, so the <laughs> southern bent-winged bat is a tiny, tiny little bat that lives down here in the southeast and just over the border as well. They spend most of their time like during the day in uh, big caves up to 100 metres underground. We've got lots of those, which is great. Um, and then they come up and during the night and they uh, hunt for insects. And so the... The, there's a science magazine called Cosmos and they had a competition that they started this year. The whole point is to raise awareness for the over 300 like distinct native mammal species here in Australia. Mm. And um, each week they would, the lowest vote, the, the one with the lowest votes would get knocked off uh, and then they'd, they'd keep going. And it came down to the southern bent wing bat and the dingo. And this tiny little bat, five centimetres long, weighs 15 grams, uh, beat the dingo. Came out on top, heavyweight champion of the the mammal world. Yep, love it. <laughs> and look, one of the really cool things is that it is literally only here in our corner of the 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 green triangle, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's really good hearing the term green triangle used again. I think we we used to use that a lot back in the day, um, but it's it's good hearing it again because it is. The border doesn't stop anything. We've got some incredible stuff here that, you know, whether you go over the border, whether you stay in the, the southeast, these tiny little critters and creatures, and it's great seeing them get, you know, national attention. Shows how old I am to say Green Triangle, mate. <laughs> now, Josh, lots of other things going on. Pioneers are in action. They have made it to the grand final. Yes, they have. So they played in the preliminary final on the weekend. This was against the Sandringham Sabres. And it started off as a tough match and uh, very cl- much more closer than the, the previous match. And I thought, oh, no, this is this is going to be tough. And then the Pioneers won very convincingly, 88 to 62. So they the energy in the Ice House was just incredible in those those final minutes when it all became very real that the Pioneers were going through the finals. And I think there was a bit of, you know, just in the air, just this this feeling of, well, this is the last time we're going to see them here at the Ice House uh, because the the plan is that the Pioneers will head off to the Wollanda Recreation and Convention Centre next year. Mm. So, And uh, we've got to say, you know, the girls were pipped at the post on Friday night. The boys going through the grand final. It's going to be huge this weekend. Yeah, exactly. It just shows how much talent we have here and just how big basketball is in Mount Gambier. And um, yeah, let's hope that everyone gets on board and supports that going forward as well, because yeah, we've got some incredible people here. Um, the Pioneers are through to they're heading off to Melbourne uh, for the South Conference Grand Final on Saturday, and he's hoping they win. I'm sure they will, but we'll have to watch that. Uh, but yeah, great stuff. 
Now, mate, uh, Jade Hill and I from SafePal, we're all, always talking about scams. There are so many scams going around to dud us out of our money. Um, you guys were hit by a scam recently. What went on? Yeah, so I'm uh, through the Facebook page. I'm giving away uh, a couple of tickets to an upcoming festival, and the I, I completely because I, I don't do a lot of competitions, and I completely forgot that this happens every time someone runs a competition. Um, so someone created a fake profile that looks like my page, but if you really pay attention, you'll see that there's a few things that are just not right in the name and just the way it's presented, and started re responding to everybody saying, hey, you've won, hey, you've won, click this link and you can um, to claim your tickets. And so many people jumped on it and straight away just started clicking this link and then they wanted credit card details and they gave, some people gave their credit card details to, to these people. And so I looked into it and it was a, um, some scammers from Indonesia and they do this whenever competitions pop up just to take um, advantage of people with competitions and I, I spoke to a couple of people they said that they were they didn't even question it they were just so excited because they never win anything that they just clicked and, and gave them everything which is i mean it's what they're banking on so i think the so i managed to remove it all very quickly um and yeah i think the the big lesson is just be incredibly careful what you're clicking on 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 social media because that is where they will target you mm, and you know you don't want to lose any money out of a uh, out of a scam that's right that's it, especially if it's a free competition and it says that it's free. And if anyone's asking you for your credit card details, that should be a massive red flag. And that's when you should just stop and ask a couple of questions, I think. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Josh, it's always good to catch up and talk a little bit about what people are doing online. Mate, we'll catch up next week. That sounds good. Absolutely sensational news about the Pioneers, by the way, on their road trip this weekend. Now, the Red Hot Summer Tour is coming back in 2023. It's going to be an iconic all Aussie lineup and one of the incredible Aussie entertainers that is going to be on stage is Missy Higgins. Missy, g'day. Hello. How are you going? Look, sensational. Missy, it's um, it's been a huge 2022 for you. Um, there's been lots going on. There has, yeah. Um, I've gotten back into playing live, which has been amazing after a couple of years of really not doing much of that at all. Um but I've also been um, writing for a TV show called Total Control and I put all the songs that I wrote for that onto an album called Total Control, so I've released that. So, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, releases and playing shows and it's just, yeah, it's awesome to be back into it. So, look, I, I watched Total Control. It was a, a show that was on the ABC. I was blown away by it. I, I picked up that you were uh, referenced as part of the show. How did it come, to, uh, come about that you were writing for Total Control? Uh, well, Rachel Perkins was um, involved in directing the first season and I know Rachel from um, back in the day. She directed a film that I was in called Brand New Day mm. about, oh God, it's probably about 15 years ago now. And um, so I knew her from that and she just thought of me, I think, when they were thinking of who they could get as a singer-songwriter to kind of to write the songs for the, the lead character who's played by Deborah Mailman. And um, yeah, they, they just kind of shot me an email across and I was like, yeah, I would, I would love to do that. I've never written, written for a TV show before. I've written odd songs for movies here and there, but never actually been involved um, in whole seasons of TV shows. So it was really, really, it was a really fun experience. And how, how hard was it to put together? Because obviously if you're writing for a TV show, it's going to be a whole lot different to when you just write a song about something that, you know, piques your interest, pops into your head type of thing. 
Uh, it was, to be honest, I actually found it easier than writing for myself because wow. they gave they gave me the scenes, and so I'd I'd watch, you know, um, the show or the, and they'd tell me, you know, from what timestamp they wanted the songs from, and I'd just watch usually Deb's character, you know, just do this some amazing, you know, heart wrenching scene, and I'd be like, oh god, I was just so inspired after it, and I felt like I could really talk for that character and I think when I'm writing for myself I don't really know how to say what I want to say sometimes because I can't really figure out what's going on but when it's literally laid out before before you on a screen I'm like yeah okay I can make sense of that and I can write about that but um, yeah sometimes when I just have a complete blank slate to write about myself for myself it's just a, it's just it's too much I need to narrow the parameters somehow. Missy, uh, it's been a, a, a tempestuous couple of years for, for the music industry, especially with COVID. What's it like to have the opportunity to join the Red Hot Summer Tour with such an iconic lineup of Aussies to play right across, across the country? Oh, my gosh. I'm just so excited about this tour. I really, yeah, after, being, after not playing for so long and then getting a really – uh, a steady tour booked like this with such incredible artists. It's just a bit of a dream come true. I'm so looking forward to it. I mean, Paul Kelly is just, uh, you know, I, th- I just think he's one of the greatest songwriters we've ever had. Um, and then, and Bernard Fanning as well. He's a good friend of mine so, and I haven't seen him for ages. So I'm just so excited to go on the road with him. <laughs> um yeah, like it's just Vicar and Linda. I absolutely adore them. Troy Cassadaly and, in Moss, it's. I think it's just going to be a really, a really special event, and is, I'm excited that there's so many shows too. Is it going to be more fun just being on the road with with all these incredible artists as opposed to being on stage with them all? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think most of the fun. I mean, obviously, we all love performing, but like most of the fun really happens <laughs> backstage and travelling with your mates when you're on the road because it's just. A lot of them I don't ever get to see, really, apart from when I'm actually doing festivals and we're doing shows together. So it's it's like this special time to just, I don't know, just hang out with people that do what you do and can only, you know, really relate to you. On, they're one of the only people that can really kind of relate to, to what you do and how you live. Missy, it's going to be an epic weekend in March uh, at the Old Jail on the 12th. It's when you guys are going to be here for the Red Hot Summer Tour. For people who want to check out the mini album, Total Control, how can they do it? Uh, Go to whatever streaming platform you have, iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And um, yeah, just look up Missy Higgins, Total Control. Um, You can also get it from my website. Um, Yeah, just go and check it out. It's a mini album, so there's like, Six songs, I want to say. I can't actually remember. Six or seven. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and yeah, definitely check, check out the TV show too. There's two seasons now and it's really phenomenal. It is. It's a great show. Hey, Missy, it's been sensational to talk to you this morning. Cannot wait for the Red Hot Summer Tour to come back to the Limestone Coast. 2023 is when it's going to happen. All Aussie lineup, Missy included. You do not want to miss a moment of it. Tickets are going to be on sale via Ticketmaster. Missy, great to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Hugh, and appreciate it.
Now, at Limestone Coasters, during the course of the week, NASA was shooting towards the moon. Back after 50 years, it was the first of three missions to the moon to cost somewhere around $170 billion. Dave Renicky was waiting up all night to watch the launch. It didn't happen. He joins me on the line, though. Dave, what was going on? Oh, midnight I got to bed, yeah. I was watching this on, uh, on live TV, uh, on, online, of course. But uh, yeah, it was scrubbed because of a leak in one of the uh, the engines. They didn't get up to pressure as much as they wanted to. You've got to be very careful with this. I mean, here's a this is a, a, a multi-billion dollar enterprise. We're not talking about a little toy rock or anything. We're talking about something, a machine that's got about a million moving parts in it, uh, or, or close to that. Mm. And they won't launch this in case or unless, you know, they're dead certain for it. So, look, it's been put off until about September 3-hour time. It's a very important mission. It's back where we were in the middle 60s, the same sort of scenario. There's a lot of people who weren't born when we started the Apollo mission, and even up until Armstrong walked on the moon. This is their version of what I went through then. So we're watching the start, the restart, if you will, of the Back to the Moon project, going back to the moon to stay this time. And uh, with Artemis 1, it's a, uh, it's a dry run, around the moon. It'll be away for about a month, a bit over a month. They'll come back. They want to test the heat shield. That's what they want to do mostly, find out if that heat shield does come up to scratch or does come through the atmosphere untethered. The second mission will be with four people on board, probably up to four people, and a mission around the moon again to get very close to the moon, to get about 60K, 70K from the moon's surface and then come back home and make sure that everything still runs. Now, if that goes all right, which it should, uh, in a couple of years' time, maybe 2025, we're going to see the big event. This is going to be the one that, that we will, as much as we watched Armstrong walk on the moon, this is going to be as, as momentous with clear vision of at least two people, maybe more, going back to the moon to stay. And when they walk on the moon again, those two people, one of them will be the first woman to do that. David, why has it taken us so long to get back into, uh, I suppose, a, a, a mindset of going back to the moon? And why is it going to take NASA so long to get there? They take a long time to do anything. It's a government organisation and it's run by bureaucracy. Private enterprise, like private radio stations, have a governance that's different than a government-run radio station. You know, you can understand that being in radio. Mm. There's, there's more competition in commercial radio, so therefore you've got to be on your toes and produce a better result. This is where Elon Musk comes in. Jeff Bezos, people like him will drive this from now on. America have got to do that because it's part of their exploration program to put a base on the moon, a working base on the moon, to investigate the water there, to uh, build an industry, to start space tourism, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, it's a prelude to going to Mars as well. And, of course, these things are going to be driven after this, I'm sure, uh, by private enterprise. But we're watching history being made. And keep in mind that this rocket is almost as tall or as, uh, as a football field is long. It is absolutely huge. And you know what? I stood on top of it. I was up on top of that gantry in 2017. I know people who work on the project, and we got a tour through there. And I stood under the uh, the gantry where the rocket's sitting now. Very creepy to watch that. <laughs> Amazing. And um, there you go. Anyway, look, it's a return to the moon, and you're going to find that it'll it'll probably launch okay in in, a, in about 
maybe two or three days' time. There's an eclipse of the sun happening too that they've got to be careful of. That's it for today's podcast. I'll be back on Friday. Everything Limestone Coast, you can catch up with me live on radio from 6am weekday mornings on the Limestone Coast 963 Triple M.